you're listening to the Shit Musicians Say Podcast with your host, Steve Dixon. Whoever the fuck that is. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Shit Musicians Say Podcast. Got something special for you today. Uh, got to talk to Mr. Dango from none other than the band Truck Fighters, one of my personal favorites. Um, I thank Ryan from Valley of the Sun for hooking us up. Also apologize to Ryan from Valley of the Sun because at the same time that I recorded this upcoming interview you're about to listen to, I am interviewed Valley of the Sun, the entire band, and somehow lost the fucking audio. So at some point in the near future, we are going to get together and redo that. But uh, apologies, Ryan, and uh, thank you for hooking up this next interview. Um, This was recorded in Chicago on the tour that uh, Valley of the Sun and Truck Fighters did together, which was fucking awesome. Um, February 18th was the, the date, if I hadn't said that already but uh as of now i had postponed this because i didn't everything went to hell shortly thereafter with live shows and whatnot and i didn't know how soon i was going to be able to get together with people and record more podcasts you know with not being able to see people face to face i don't like to do the skype thing although um i seriously considered it in that time and we may get to that who knows Anyways, um, recently, Mr. Dango did a uh, side project from the Truck Fighters called the Enigma, eh, the Enigma Experience. Try saying that fast ten times. But uh, we're going to try and get a, hopefully get a track from that. Uh, I emailed him to see if we can hook something up and uh, let you hear a little bit of that. But without further ado, for episode one of season three of the podcast other than none other than Mr. Dango from the Truck Fighters. Thank you so Enjoy. much. It's a pleasure being here. All right, we're down in the green room with uh, Nick from Truck Fighters. And I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. You're going to... What is it? Johan. Jo- okay. <clears throat> it's easier if you call me Dango and him Toro. Dango and Toro. Okay, I didn't know if you guys went by that or not. Because it's not mine. So he hears you. Yeah, there we go. All right. So, I have just as as a opening confessional. I just discovered you guys. Um, I want to say at the end of 2017, and like 
just through like Apple Music and Spotify suggestions. They were like, oh, you might like this band. So I checked you guys out and I discovered uh, Valley of the Sun at the same time. So I kind of told them the same thing. I'm like, ah, sorry, I haven't been here the whole time. But um, well, it's, it's never too late. It's never too late. Yeah. I almost drove, like you guys had a Vancouver show yeah. on the last uh, run and I almost drove there because they were supposed to play. And, it just uh, didn't work out, but uh, but imagine, sure, you missed out for like almost fifteen years or something like yeah. that. <laughs> On the other hand, then you get to to experience all of it at once instead yeah. of waiting for albums to come. You have five albums to squeeze yeah. into your mind. What was uh, somebody made some analogy about? Well, I made the analogy, but somebody was like, "Oh, kids these days they don't know because you know they got Netflix and they just binge everything." I'm like, "Well." How's that any different than me discovering like Led Zeppelin when I was in high school, and then I've got all the albums at once? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, point being about discovering you guys that late. I mean, it was like the end of 2017, so of course I went on social media and found all I could, and then God, what was it? I had it written down. 221 of 18, which is almost two years ago now. You guys posted something about. Oh, we're going on a long hiatus. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, these guys, I just discovered these guys and they're going to break up or something. But obviously you didn't and now you're back. So that was. Yeah. No, we had already decided after the last show of 2017, which was in Vancouver, by the way. Mm. Then we decided that we wouldn't play more for whatever, you know. We guys just burned out or. Yeah. Mostly Mr. Ozo, actually. I kind of still liked to do the thing, but it was not as fun as it used to be. Uh, so the first thing I did when we took the break was write a record. <laughs> no. So I wrote, so it's going to come out like another project now late this year. And it's not its not going to be Truck Fighters or is it? No. no? It's, it's going to be? called Enigma Experience. Okay. Is that going to be on Fuzzorama then? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I have to look Unless that. someone offers me shitloads of money, I might... Well, there's always that. <laughs> yeah. There's always that, yeah. <laughs> so I, I've always wanted to ask this question. I'm sure being more of an international band, you have uh, maybe a laundry list of them, but guys like me asking you questions, what's like the most fucking annoying thing that you usually get that you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, not again? Uh, since we had the hiatus now, we haven't done so many interviews for years, but... Really? But it should be the drama question, I guess? Yeah. Oh my god, that was I had that one written down, I'm glad I asked. <laughs> no, but that's fun to answer. Well, so, okay, so we're there, <laughs> so yeah. we'll go ahead and shoot that one. So I watched the, the documentary not too long ago, and I'm like, towards the end, you guys, I don't, I don't know whether the jokes stop or st where they start <laughs> as far as... Uh, what was it? Uh, the original guy coming and going. Like I'm like, are they fucking around or yeah. did the guy come back again? But that list. Well, he was in the band. What like? You want? <laughs> so I made a little crib notes yeah. on the back here. Can I? So you want to read do it? Do you have a pen? I do have a pen. Yeah, I can have. Oh, he's g he's gonna finish the list out for me. I don't even know if the last couple are in order. This is not only drummers here. Okay, so there was something at the end that I missed, so... Taco, uh, yeah, and it's me, Toro, and it's you missing Frongo. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, my, yeah, 
McKenzie and you're missing. Uh, well, Aaron did a tour with you for a minute, didn't he? Yeah, he From was yeah. Lobo. Lo Lobo, yeah. Lobo. <laughs> so he got his own moniker as well. Of course. Very cool, very cool. Fredo, what a guitar player. Yeah. Fredo was okay. And, and there were some names in there. I was like, it wasn't very clear as to. But uh, on this list is one, two, three. Uh, Appears it's like should four, be three five, times. Six, oh, is it three eight. times? That's what I was saying. Like towards the end this of the documentary, is, I was like, this is at least nine I, different drummers. We might have missed one. Yeah. Okay. Fredo Paco. Fredo again. Yeah. Fredo. Oh, Poncho. Poncho. Yeah, of course. <laughs> El oh, Yeah, El Dano as well. Oh my god. So did this have anything to do with the hiatus? Was that like the lack of retaining a drummer? <laughs> what do you what do you do to these guys? Secrets. <laughs> at at least ten different ones. And then you got PSO three times. Yeah. Three times, okay. So uh, so you know, I don't have an explanation for this. No. I cannot. Really Neither do I. No? I You're just happy that it's you now. Yeah. You're just waiting yeah, for yeah. the catapult chair to turn yeah. off, you know? Yeah. So, you guys, I mean, as a band, I'm sure you're familiar with Spinal Tap, the yep. movie. Yeah. So, yeah. We had I more drummers than them. Yeah. yeah. I keep hearing yeah. that a lot, and I think That's the Spinal Tap only had like three drummers. Yeah. Maybe four. They're slacking, man. Yeah. So that was the annoying question. I got it out of the way. So oh, what the rest of my questions are on the back of that. So oh, <laughs> I need that back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't <laughs> this was your pen. I didn't commit that shit to memory. <laughs> so I saw something on the, um, and I don't know how old that was. I mean, that uh, the documentary. I I found it on YouTube. Most of it was recorded like two thousand eight. Okay, so it's pretty dated. Some stuff was added like around 2010, 11, but it came out in 11, I think. So, the when I was watching that, and like towards the end, where Pezos kind of he's not in the band, but he came and recorded some stuff. Yeah. So he's running tracks, which um, did you guys have stuff written that you just did a quick track, and he came in and went underneath it. I mean, the, the bigger question is, uh, how does the writing process go, but... Okay, so that's that's a boring question, right? Everybody asked that question too, but I will tell you. So the first record, where we had more like a fixed drummer, then we wrote many songs like together, we jammed it Just out. jammed it, yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, then when we were gonna do... One the of the songs is a jam. Yeah, all the state is a recorded jam session. The last song on Gravity X. That's just a jam. And then we liked it so much that we put it on the record. Uh, but then, <coughs> Piazza quit, but me and Oscar, we wanted to record a new record. So then we wrote just, me, and, me him, and a click track wrote Mania. But we didn't really write details how the drums should be. We more, we had. Of course, ideas in our minds, like mm -hmm. more or less how it could sound like. And we only did, you know, one really rough, maybe out of tune even, guitar and bass. Some parts, not even both of them. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so a click track and a really like a rough structure of the song. And then we talked to pieces like maybe you want to record, you like to record, but yeah, I'll do that. And uh, so we sent him the songs. Mm -hmm. And then it comes down like, yeah, okay, last night I listened to this and that song, so we can we can try those today. Um, and then you know it's a bit. And then we say we listen to the song a bit, and we say talk of how the feeling we would like. And then he goes out, smokes for a while, comes down, it's like, okay, now I can record. And then <laughs> <laughs> he just do it. But not just like that, I mean, <coughs> we took, since nothing was written, obviously we tried things back and forth to take some time. I think we did one and a half song per day on the drums in that yeah. record, something like that. But that's including composing it. So. Nice. Well, it makes it a lot easier that you guys have your own yeah. facility. Yeah. Sounds nice. So going forward is... Uh, how how do you foresee that? I mean, you're still gonna try and do the the jam thing. Mm. Do you have anything? I mean, this Why is another. Why is the drummer sitting here now? How open can I be? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh. your fate hangs in the balance. Yeah, yeah, I know. Since day one. Since day. <laughs> I have this kind you of. You know it when you take this. When you take this job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's no security in this business, right? No, but we have uh, we have an idea to sometime, and why not the next time, if there is a next time, then that we would like to record live, but maybe we would write the songs in a similar way, mm -hmm. and then just learn it, learn the songs mm -hmm. before we record it, and then record the basics live, because okay. it would be nice to do it sometime. So you didn't do either one of the first albums, kind of like, or the at least the first album like that. Um. Like all in the room, no, no, just only the last, it. only the last song. Okay, gotcha. You feel like you have any starts for that, or is that something that? Oh, it's no. far away. Far away. Well, I don't know. I have a lot to do with time and motivation, but since we're not gonna tour super much this year, who knows? We might start writing, but we don't feel like we have to put out a new album. No. Some bands they do like three good albums and then they do bad albums and now we've done five good albums maybe we should push it right very cool okay. i don't want to be another metallica you know <laughs> Ooh, shots fired right there man i don't mind i mean some of your stuff is really good i like it no i, mean, I like the black album I'm, i can say that i like it it's really good at least half of it to me well in retrospect i mean compared to the stuff that came out after it exactly it's fucking fantastic yeah but up until that point you're like eh, i don't know you know but it's not for me to say i haven't sold as many as they have but whatever but i think um no one has <laughs> yeah not too many people Ugh. if we could only be so lucky <laughs> So what are some of your, uh, some of the, I know you guys have only done about six dates on this tour so far. Mm -hmm. um, 
what are some, my, I was talking to Ryan earlier, Ryan just joined us, how are you sir? I'm good. He hooked us up. Ryan, me. you know more about track fighters than a drummer, so you can sit in here and yeah. answer <laughs> some questions. We, we made a, a drummer list. Yeah. I only had, I was, I was very lacking in my, my list. Which one was Aaron? Was he Lobo? Lobo, yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, he even got a, he even yeah. got a, a nickname. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Just the whole, the, <laughs> yeah, the, the yeah. whole way that we became intertwined and yeah, you know, everything in the wild. Yeah, he definitely uh, facilitated this meeting. I appreciate it greatly. Of course, very, very much so. So beyond any of the shows, like on this tour, what what are some like in your? I mean, you guys have quite a history. I know you did a, a tour with Fu Manchu at one point, but obviously some those Dude, actually. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Same year. So, what are some of your some shows over your vast history that stick out? Uh, uh, since I am, you know, a fan of '90s grunge, I must say the time we played festival in Canada on the big stage, just two slots before Soundgarden. Oh, nice. And my guitar got like lost on the way, so it didn't arrive in time on the flight. So it kind of got mixed up somewhere. So I ended up playing on Kim's guitar. Oh, wow. <laughs> Very nice. That was cool to me. I will remember that. Um, the first time we played Stone from the Underground in Germany. Stood out a lot back then. I liked it a lot. Uh, what else can we say? Our festival we had in, in December now. Because it was the first time we organized a festival ourselves. Oh, nice. In Stockholm. Also very cool. Nice. I saw some of the footage. Like I said, I keep bringing this up, but I watched that documentary not too long ago with the, the huge backdrop. Or it wasn't even the backdrop. It was like part of the stage. It was just like a giant yeah, the truck. fucking truck. I was like, where's the drummer at? <laughs> like, is he in there somewhere? Like I could kind of see a head somewhere, but that was uh, pretty elaborate. Was that uh, a lot go into that? Did you guys do that yourself? Or you? No, it was the festival. Did it. No shit. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So I know I always, I always bug Ryan about this, and I bug this new guy Josh about uh, equipment. What do you, what do you, I know you're a fan of the SG, I can see that in just about every picture I see you, but. I mean, I used to play Rickenbacker for a few, some years. Yeah, I saw a picture of that too, I didn't even know those things existed. The 6. 481. 481. Yeah. That's crazy looking, man. Yeah. And then. some sets in my house before a US tour one time. Yeah. Two of them sets in my house. Yeah. But then we got this deal from the Swedish like agent of Gibson's so like okay let's, let's switch because I was starting to feel a bit bad like ruining my really unique Rickenbacker guitar mm -hmm. from like 72 or whatever so ah, we went for that and I just they sent us a catalog like pick whatever you want want Really? Okay, I'm, I want this guitar. It looks cool. <laughs> I didn't even try it. <laughs> nice. So that was fun. And that's since then I used it for now. Now it's the 13th year. And that's the, the one with the white. Yeah, SGGT. So. Oh, yeah. And uh, I didn't know it was like a limited edition. And when I found out, I immediately called like the, the agent, like, I want to buy one. 
we have one in stock, I'm taking it. And then like for a few years I was like scavenging the second hand markets for this guitar mm -hmm. to just find all the different colors. Right. So now I have uh, five different colors and eight in total. Nice, nice. Well, yeah, I, I remember when this came out. That was a, a while ago. Because I looked at one of the, the Les Pauls. So, yeah. What are you using as far as uh, amps? I know you're using uh, Ryan's high watt for... That was your cue. I'm too heavy for the high watt these oh. days. Oh, I used to play high watt, but uh, same there. We had a deal with high watt for a while. Mm -hmm. For a while, as long as we wished. And it's an amazing amp, but it's a bit um, difficult for me to play it on, on the small stages because it's so because fucking. Because they're too loud. Exactly, it's so fucking loud. So. If I need a crunch, it gets so loud that all the sound engineers in the world tells me to take it down. Yeah, you're like, nah, I don't know about that. But then, we contacted Mesa because uh, we kind of realized that they were also doing amazing stuff. And uh, now I have Mesa Lone Star. Oh yeah, those are great. Ads. And they have a huge variety of settings on how to put like the, the wattage. And, um, oh right, so you can dime yeah. it out. So yeah, I can, I can always lot. have like the perfect output level where I have the crunch I want. Oh, very nice. It doesn't matter which actual volume it is. That's the best. And apart from that, it sounds like you know a great sounding vintage amp. Mm. So that's exactly what I need. Well, if you only think of the sound, it's quite similar to the high watt, I would say. Yeah, yeah. I gotta, I use a. Mark V myself. Yeah. I love. I mean, there's. I don't think there's any other amps out there that really hit all the points, like as far as features, yeah. like, you know, assignable effects. But loops. Mark V has too many settings. Yeah, it, it's it's in, in definitely intimidating, but yeah. you can do whatever you want with it. Yeah, it's a, a great amp. But. That's two meals, and I'm still not full. Two small meals. I'm sure they'll get you more. So ask for more food, please. Well, I'll uh, I'll wind it up here, man. I don't want to take too much more of your time, and I think we're getting drowned out upstairs by the opening band. But, um, so just plans for the future, uh, your your solo thing. Yeah, I mean, in the track fighters band, we didn't make that much plans yet. We're doing a few shows this year more, and. Uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Awesome, awesome. But um, we're having fun again, so it's not like we're gonna take another super long break. Right. We might might not play a lot of long tours, but we're gonna keep on playing. That's how it feels right now. Well, I look forward to seeing you. Sorry, I, I uh, caught on too late, but but at least I caught on. And yeah, they're late than never. Yeah, yeah. 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 Always it's fun with new fans as well. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you guys' time, man. So, have a good show and uh, look forward to it.